Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daftzadi, Ahmed Aleph, Ahmed Bey is the bottom line, Loi. So what we had a Machloikas is whether you can give Ksuiz Menendichrin to one set of children when the other set are not getting. So the case was Ruven married Rachel, and then Rachel died, so he inherited her dowry. Then he married Leah, and then he died. So Leah or Leah's children want to collect the Ksuba. Rachel's children want to accept, want to collect the Ksubas Menendichrin that they're getting through inheritance from Ruven. So, the Shaila is, do you give it to one over the other? So we said it was a Machlekes Tanaim. Then the Gemara said, I think it's also another Machlekes Tanaim, because there's a Machlekes between Rav Shimon and the Tanakama, whether, um, basically, it's just a generic, vague Machlekes of whether this Ksubis Menendichrin. The Tanakama said that in this situation there is not. Rav Shimon says if there is surplus of cash Outside of Ksuvis, there is. So it seems to be a Machlekes, Tanakam, and Roshim, whether Ksuvis is different. So the Gemara says it must be. The Machlekes is. Do you do the Ksuvis when there's only one couple, one family getting it, the other family doesn't? Are we concerned about quarreling, arguing, or do you say no? You'll still give it, even if only one half gets it, the other half doesn't. So the Gemara says, Loi. No, perhaps the Kuli Alma, Achas Bechayev, Achas Bemoisai, everyone agrees that in this situation, Yeshlan Ksuvis ben Dichon, there is Ksuvis ben Dichon. Meaning, we will give Ksuvis Menendichrin to one over the other, to give to one set of Yarshim when the other set of Yarshim don't have. Over here, they're arguing about whether the surplus uh, has to be from land or could be from movables. We said before, there's only Ksuvis Menendichrin if there's a surplus of cash in addition to Ksuvis Menendichrin that will be split up as the classic inheritance. The Machloik is Tanakama and Urshimin is whether that surplus has to be from land, or it could even be from cash. Mar Savar, the Tanakama holds, Mikarkoi in, the Taltli the Tanakama feels it has to be from land. Mar Savar and Roshim disagrees, and I feel it So the Machlekes is not whether it's Kuzan Dechren, in general, when there's just one set of Yarshim that are getting the other set or not, the Machlekes is whether the surplus of cash has to be from land. So the Gemara says, could you actually say that's the Machlekes, that if Shimon holds, that the surplus can even be from movables, meaning, we said before, there's only Ksuvus Medichrin, if there's a surplus of cash in addition, that will be given as the inheritance. Split up in the classic inheritance way, so the Machleik is Tanakam is whether, is whether, um, is whether the surplus has to be from land, or it could be from movables. The Gemara says, Do you say that that's what Shimon Shita, that the surplus can even be from movables from cash? And the Mishnah says, The next Mishnah we're going to do today's daf, it says, Even if you have movable property, it has to be from land. So Shimon clearly holds it has to be from land, so it can't be that Shimon holds Rav Shimon holds that it can even be from movables. It must be. Rav Shimon also holds it has to be from land. So what's the Machlaikas? Now, by the way, one option would be to just flip the names. The Gemara is going to say this in a little bit. You could keep it as is. You could say the Machlaikas, Tanakam Rav Shimon, is whether there's a Ksubis Menendichon when the surplus is just from cash and just reverse the names. Rav Shimon is the one who says it has to be from land. Tanakam says it. The Gemara is going to say that later on. But right now, we're saying that you can't say the Machlaikas is whether... Uh, coming from cash is enough because Rosh holds that it has to be from movables, from, from land. So both Tanakama and Rosh both hold it has to be from land. So what's the Machlegas? So the Gemara says, oh, Everyone agrees the surplus has to be from land. The question is, the question is, 
<clears throat> the question is whether the surplus from land, does the land have to be available? What if the land's not available, it was already sold, but there's a lien on the property? Meaning, the father did not leave a surplus of a dinar of land, but he had sold the land, and there's a lien on the property so they could collect. So it's not free land, it's not it's not like liquid land. It's not like land that's available upon his death, but it's land that could become available. Maybe that's the Machlegas. Mar Savim Nechayrunin, the Tanakama holds that the surplus dinar has to be from land that's available, Mishab Diloy, not from property that there's that was already sold, but there's a lien on. Umar Savim Mishabdi, and Rashimin says, no, it could even be from Mishabdis. The Gemara says, Yahi, if that's the case, Rashimna, Yesham, Moisadinar, Kivan Shesham, Moisadinar, Kimiboile. If the case is where there's a surplus of dinar, but it's from land that was already sold, that there's a um, uh, uh, a lean on, then Rav Shimon's Lashon is not really that great, because Rav Shimon says, Im yesham if there is a surplus of dinar, he should say, since there's a surplus of dinar, meaning his point is to be more inclusive. His point is that as long as there's a surplus of dinar, I don't care of land, I don't care if it's land that's free, land that's already sold and there's a lean on, it doesn't matter, it's good. So he should say, Kivan meaning since there is, at the end of the day, there's some sort of surplus of land, that should be enough to say Ksuvus Ben So his Lashen kind of sounds like he's more arguing, not being more inclusive. So the Gemara says, rather, Pachis Medina Kamifli. You're right. Change what we said before. The Machleikas or Shimon the Rabbanon is whether the surplus has to be a dinar or it can even be less than a dinar. Mar Savar Dinar in Pachis the Tanakama feels that it does not ha- it has to be an exact dinar, anything less than it. So let's say there's a surplus, let's say a dinar is worth $10. So there's a surplus of $8. So it's less than a dinar. So the Tanakama feels no good. Umar Sabra feel Pachas Medina. Rav Shimon disagrees. He says, no, it could even be less than a dinar. So the Gemara says, Harav Shimon Dina Kamar. How could you say the Rav Shimon Shita is that it's okay if it's less than a dinar? Rav Shimon says dinar. He said a dinar. He didn't say less than a dinar. He said a dinar. So Gemara says, okay, Eipach, flip it around, flip the names. The problem is, Tanakam Nasi Zanami Diner Kamar. The problem with saying there's a Machlegas of whether it has to be a Diner or less than a Diner is that Rav Shimon holds Diner. The Tanakam of Ramesh also holds Diner. Everybody holds Diner. It can't be a Machlegas. So even if you were to change the names, it wouldn't help. So the Gemara says, you're right. We had a Machlegas of Shimon the Rabbanon. We thought at first it was arguing about whether this Ksuvah's been indifferent when only one set of Yarshim are trying to get the Ksuvah's been indifferent, the other set are not. Then we reject it, we said no. We give three options. The third one we just rejected, but I'll go with the first two. The first one was the Machlekes is whether the surplus dinar has to be from land or um, it could even be from movables. The problem was that Rav Shimon doesn't line up with that. So, okay, we give another option. It's whether the dinar has to be from land that's available or even land that, that was pledged and there's a lien on it. Rabbi Shimon doesn't know enough with that either. So what's the Machlegas? The answer is the Machlegas is either of those two options, and you just got to reverse the names. So take Rav Shimon and the Tanakama and reverse it, so that now it works. Okay. If a man has two wives, one died while he was alive, and one died afterwards, so one set of children are trying to claim the Ksuvus Menedichon, one set are not. The halach is we give the Ksuvus Menedichon to the children that are trying to claim it, and we're not worried about fighting. And halacha number two, Ksuva Nasis Moisil Chavertoi. Halacha number two, which is based on yesterday's daf, and that is a Ksuva, paying off the Ksuva can be the surplus. So let's say there's enough money to pay off the Ksuva to Leah, 
and to give exusement and dichrin to Rachel's children, the halacha is that that's acceptable. Even though there's no surplus of cash, the payment of Balchayev to Leah is the surplus. And so he said both. The question is, why do you need both statements? If all I said, again, he said two halachas. One is that we give ksubis min to one set of heirs when the other set of heirs are not asking for it. And that the paying off the ksuba can be the surplus. So the Gemara says, I understand if all it said was that we give the ksubis min to one set of heirs, when the other set of heirs are not asking for it, and he did not tell us that a ksuba could become the surplus, I understand why you have to tell me the surplus thing, because if all you told me is that we give ksuba to one set of kids, when the other set are not asking for it, I would still think you need a surplus. So, I get why you have to tell me the surplus halacha. The question is the opposite. Why not tell me that there's ksuba can be a surplus. Meaning, what does that mean? That means that you're giving ksuba spin indifferent to one, you're paying off the ksuba to the other, and the ksuba is the surplus. And doesn't that tell you the other halacha? Right? The halacha number one is that you'll give ksuba spin indifferent to one set when the other set are not getting. And we're not worried about jealousy and fighting. Okay. The second halacha is that when you're giving ksuba spin indifferent to one and you're paying off the ksuba to the other, the payment of the ksuba is the surplus. If all I know is that halacha, halacha number two, that paying off the ksuba is the surplus, doesn't that tell you that you give the ksuba spin indifferent to one and not the other? Because the, that case is, I'm giving ksuba spin indifferent to one, I'm paying off the ksuba to the other, and the ksuba is the surplus. That's an example of giving, of giving the, uh, of having a ksuba spin indifferent to one and not the other. So doesn't that doesn't that tell you both halachas? Won't I be able to figure out both halachas from that? Because that means that I'm paying off the ksuba to one, and I'm giving ksuba spin indifferent to the other. That means I'm giving ksuba spin indifferent to one set and not the other. And you see that there's no worrying about fighting. So, in other words, is there ever a case where paying off the ksuba to one and not the other, paying off the ksuba that being the surplus, isn't that always the case of paying the ksuba spin indifferent to one set and not the other? Singwari says no. There's actually a case where it could be where you're paying off the ksuba is the surplus, and you're giving ksuba spin indifferent to both sets. What's the case? He had three wives. Two of them died while he was alive, so he has two sets of ksuba spin indifferent, and one of them died afterwards. But the one that died afterwards had a daughter. Yoledis Nekevahi. So she's not eligible for inheritance anyway. So there's no worrying about fighting because she's... Meaning, the concept is, the first halacha was that we give ksubas min indifferent to one and not the other, we're not worried about fighting. So this is a case where we're giving ksubas min indifferent to two out of three, but the third one doesn't count. So for all intents and purposes, because she's a daughter. So for all intents and purposes, we're giving ksubas min indifferent to everybody eligible. And, aval achas, meaning, and that's an example where you're giving ksubas min indifferent to both, then there's the daughter, and we're in, and and it's considered the surplus. Meaning the ksuba has been indifferent to one. Uh, one second. Yeah. So the third one gets the ksuba. She doesn't get the other inheritance, so there's no ksuba has been indifferent, but she doesn't feel bad about that. But she gets the ksuba. So you're paying the ksuba to the third. Ksuba has been indifferent to the other two. There's no surplus, but the payment of the ksuba to the third is the surplus. So, so the Gemara says like this. 
So that's why you had to speak it out. Okay. Fine. Mishnah. If a man was married to two wives, Umesu and they both died. And then he died. So you have two sets of Ksuvas been indifferent. We said before that you have to have a surplus. This is the Mishnah that tells us. The same of action Ksuvas and each one wants the Ksuvas been indifferent. And there's not enough money for both, meaning there's no excess, there's no surplus of a dinar. Then there is no ksuvus min and the entire estate is split evenly amongst all the sons. However, if there's a surplus of a dinar, they get their ksuvus min they get their ksuvus min If the orphans said, oh, so you need to have a surplus of a dinar. Let's say the orphans say like this, there's no surplus of a dinar, we'll just overvalue it. We're, we'll overvalue the the land, right? Let's say. Let's say there's there's two sets of sons, right? One set of sons, their dowry, their ksuvas been indifferent is seven hundred dollars. The other one, based on the ksuvas, is the other one ksuvas been indifferent is three hundred. So it's a thousand, but there's only a thousand dollars there. So there's not a surplus of a dinner. So one of the kids is like, okay, here's the deal. We'll take the estate for seven hundred, but we'll value it at seven hundred one. So there is a surplus of dinner. I mean, basically, you're just like giving a dollar, right? It's kedai. You'll give a dollar to the estate. You're overvalue the estate. You can't just give a dollar because it's too late. But you could, you know, make the value of the estate bigger, inflate the value to have an extra dinar. That way, you could collect the seven hundred dollars. So the Misha says, no good. Ain't shaman loy. El shamas and bezdin. We we value it based on the way it is in bezdin, and we're not going to allow you to. To overvalue it. Let's say there is no surplus of a dinar, but there's money coming to him. So he has a business deal that that's going to be coming to him, or he has a he has a father. So there's a grandfather still alive, and when he dies, then it'll fall to inheritance. So right now there's no surplus of a dinar, but down the line there will be. The halach is no good. In Rishimin says, this is what we said before, So, Rishimin says, it's not enough for it to be a diner, it has to be a diner of land. Okay. Tanra Banon, the Braissa teaches. Let's say there's a wife who had a ksuva of 1,000 dinars, the other one had a ksuva of 500. So it's a ksuva has been indifferent to both sons, but they're not valued at the same. If there's a surplus of a dinar, meaning what the Bryce is telling you is that you'll give ksuva has been indifferent to two different sets of sons, even if the value is not the same by each. So one is valued at 500, one is valued at 1,000, which we know this already, but the Bryce is just speaking it out. And we're not worried about fighting, because each one is getting the dowry of their their family. They can't complain. Okay. So Allah is like this. There has to be an, uh, uh, a value of an excess of a dinar. Now, what if there was a value of a dinar when the father died, but the market crashed, and it went away? So, that if there was a dinar when the father died, even if the market crashed, or there was a flood, or whatever it was, and now that dinar is gone, it doesn't matter. There was a dinar at the time, so we do ksuvas ben indichron. What about the opposite? What if when the kids died, there was no excess of a dinar, but the value went up, or something something happened where the value went up, and now there is an excess of a dinar. Do we say, well, at the time of death there wasn't, so we have to split it evenly? Or do you say, no, now there is. So, Tashima, 
the state of Barb Tzirzor was Mamish's case, where it was not a, not a surplus of Adina, but then it got more value after death. Also, the of Amram, he says, go and settle with the sons, meaning, you got to split evenly, no ksu is been but they didn't. He says, if you don't split it evenly, I'll hit you with a thorn that doesn't draw blood, meaning, I'll put you in excommunication. Sharun Lakamidir of Nachman Amrlahan Kishim Sharubin Vinismatu go to the next page. Zahu ben Yarshin Kah Muratin Vinisrabu Zahuman Yarshin. Meaning the halacha is I'm sorry, actually, um originally I think that he wanted also let me read that again. Aslakamdir of Amram go and settle with them meaning i think what that means is uh he wanted them to he, he actually at first said that there should be because right now it went up in value but they, they they didn't want to they wanted to split it evenly i'm going to put you in he something before of nachman i think of nachman told them what the halach is kashem shamruven smart to go to the next page and he said very simple and that is the same way the same way, muatim um, v'nisrabu, meaning the, the the same way um, um, we said before that if there was a surplus and then the surplus went away, we don't care because right now, because at the time of death there was a surplus. That's all that matters. So too, if there's less than a surplus and then it goes up, too late. Meaning basically, we go by the time of death. By the time of death, whatever it is, and if at the time of death there's no surplus then it doesn't matter what happens afterwards, it's split evenly. If at the time of death there is a surplus, it doesn't matter what happens afterwards, there's Ksuvus Benedichon. Okay. The Gemara says the following story, and it's repeated, I think like three times. So, There was a certain person who owed a thousand Zuz. So, Reuben owes Shimon a thousand Zuz. He had two mansions. So, they happened to be worth a thousand Zuz. But he didn't want to pay the guy back. He sold them. He sold them both to a certain guy, each for 500 zuz. So, the guy who, who, who he's owed money, the creditor comes, and he takes one mansion back worth 500 zuz. So, he then wanted the other one. Again, Ruvain owes Shimon $1,000. He has two mansions. Ruvain sells it to Levi, each one for 500 so Shimon goes to Levi and he says, hey, I want one mansion. He takes the mansion. He says, I want the second mansion because I'm owed money. So the person who bought the mansions said to the creditor like this. He took $1,000 and he says, I'm relieved. I'll give you two choices. He already took one mansion from him, but he didn't want to lose the second. So he said like this. I have $1,000 cash. I'll give it to you and I want the other mansion back. Or you can keep the one mansion but it has to be, you have to up the value to 1,000. Meaning, the value of the mansion was 500. That's what I bought it for. But you took one mansion. You want to take the second mansion? I'm going to give you cash. You want to keep one mansion? That's fine. But you have to value that mansion at $1,000. Meaning, basically, take one mansion and call it even, or if you want the full value, then you're you're giving me the mansion back, I'll pay you cash. So the question is, is that is he allowed to basically inflate the value of the mansion that he that he took, from 500 to 1,000. So, 
Yafar Dina. Well, in our, we saw in our Mishnah that if the, right, there has to be a surplus. Let's say there's no surplus. So one of the orphans like, hey, I'll just inflate the value. We said, no good. It doesn't work like that. So if you can't inflate the value over there, you can't inflate the value over here. So the Gemara says, no, I'm really Ravam, he dummy. Hasam Isle Pseidu Liasmi. Hacham Isle Pseidu. Alpha Yov, Alpha Shakal. He says, no, the reason why you can't inflate it over there is because when you inflate the value, what that does is it creates a, an effect. And the effect is Ksuvas bin Indichrin. Ksuvas bin Indichrin affects all of the orphans. Over here, the only one that's affected is the person who's owed money. If he's maskim, like, it doesn't hurt anybody. Here, he he took a mansion worth 500. You want to inflate, he wants to then inflate the value to 1,000 so that, that they're even, Stephen? If he wants to do that, then he could do that. It's not hurting anybody. Over here, it's hurting someone. If you take, over here, it's hurting someone. Um, so, by the case of Ksuvas bin Indichrin, the reason why you're not allowed to overinflate the value is because if you do that, then it triggers that the inheritance is not split evenly. And it affects the other the other the other boys. That's why you can't do it. But in general, if you want to inflate the value just to make yourself even, okay, listen. The guy owes you a thousand dollars, he gives you a he gives you a baseball bat and you want to make it in your mind worth a thousand so you're even. Okay, you can do that if you want. Whatever. It doesn't hurt. I'm the so oh. The term of The question is, when the creditor agrees to keep the first mansion as the debt, um, what they would do is they would give him like a star. Um, meaning, because think about it, the creditor took a mansion from the buyer, right? The mansion was worth five hundred. He's valuing it as a thousand. The question is, when they would when they would take property when when there's a lien on the property and the creditor grabs it from the buyer the buyer gets a star because then that buyer can then go to the original guy and say hey i want the money back so the question is what is the value that he has on the paper is it 500 or is it a thousand now by the way if if if, if he was written a thousand that actually he means means the buyer actually made money from this because he spent 500 on it it was seized at a value of a thousand. He then has an IOU note from the original seller for a thousand. He could actually make five hundred bucks on it. But that's Marshaila. So Ravina Amr Alpha, Ravina says it said a thousand on the star. Ravavira Amr Chameshmeya, five hundred. The Hilchos Chameshmeya and the Halach is five hundred because that's what he spent on it. Okay. Now, this exact same story. Um, Will be repeated, so I'm going to run through it very quickly. Who gathered David Maske Bay Mansu? There was a certain person who owed a hundred dollars. Havali Trekatin the Ari had two small fields. He sold them both for fifty. The creditor came and collected one of them from the buyer. Hader also tarif either he wanted to take the other one. Shakal may azuz v'azul kamet. The buyer then took a hundred zuz and went to the creditor and says, "I shavilach may azuz l'chai." If the first field, you want to keep the field, then it has to be worth $100 or even. If not, then give me back the field, and here's $100 cash. So, he's inflating the value. So, Yosef thought originally, he thought that we see for our mission, you're not allowed to inflate the value, and then the Gemara respond, no. You can't compare the two. In the case of our mission, the reason why you're not allowed to inflate the value is because that affects the other orphans, but over here, it doesn't. The Gemara says, and when the buyer gets the star from Bezdin that he's owed money because the field was taken from him, how much is it written? Is it written 50 or 100? Ravina Mermeyer, Ravim Rechamish, and Hilchus Chamish, and Allah is 50. Okay. Fine. 
Let's finish off the daf. There was a certain person who owed a hundred zuz. Shachavi passed away. He left a small field that was worth 50. So he owed someone, Reuven owes Shimon 100 Zuz. He passes away and he leaves a field worth 50. The creditor came and attempted to collect it. The orphans, instead of take, giving him the land, they said, Here's 50 Zuz. Now take the land. Now that they paid the 50 Zuz, he wants to take the land because, again, he was owed 100. The land is worth 50. So he tries to take the land. They say, Here's 50 bucks. Then he's like, okay, thank you for the fifty dollars. I'd like to now take the land because I'm owed a hundred. So Asilakame Dabaye comes in front of Abaya Amrlan. He said to him, Mitzvah Yusaim Lafraya Khaivavian. There's a mitzvah for Yusaimim to pay off the Khaiva of their fathers. So, Hani Kamoy Mitzavdisu, the first fifty bucks that you gave was to perform that mitzvah. Hashta kitarf bidikitarf. Meaning, you paid off 50, that was a mitzvah. Now he, he now he wants to take the land. There's a lien on the property. So you did the mitzvah of paying off 50 bucks, you paid off half the debt, now there's a lien on the property to take off the other half. See, he's entitled to it. But, this is only true if the orphans... If the orphans, when they gave the fifty bucks, said that this is money for the small field, then then he he no longer can take it. Meaning, ah, uh, meaning when he came and take took take takes the field originally, and they say no, no, we don't want to give it to you. But here's fifty bucks. If their intention is to pay off the debt, then he could take the fifty bucks and then take the field. But if they say this fifty bucks is for the field, then in essence they're buying the field back from him. So then they just paid fifty dollars of the land, and they, the fifty dollars, and they actually do not have to give up the land. It's interesting because the debt, because the lien would be removed, because that would be looked as a, as a buy and a sell, and it would remove the lien. So it would be a technicality. That's interesting. Uh, last ma'isa, and then we'll stop. Um, there was a certain person who sold the ksuva of his mother for a small amount. Now, um, hold on one second. I just have to answer the door. Hold on. Recording stopped. Recording in progress. Yeah, sorry. So there was a son. There was a son who sold his mother's ksuva right. Uh, he sold his right to collect his mother's ksuva for very little cash. What happened was. This mother, his mother, uh, married someone else, and now she would collect the ksuba of the second marriage if her husband dies before her, right? If her husband dies before her, then she collects. Then if she dies, he would get it as inheritance. So he was selling that right. Now, what? Uh, it's like, what's the percentage of that happening? Very, very small, because any other thing happens, he gets nothing. But it's like, it's like a, it's like an option. It's like... If the husband dies, then she dies, he gets it. If she dies before the husband, she does, he doesn't get it. So it's a small amount, small chance. So he sold it. But he said, I'm not asking my mother's permission, and if my mother protests the sale of her ksuba, no backseas. Meaning, if she doesn't want to do this, you know going in that if she fights the sale, it's still a good sale. So buyer beware. And I'm not paying you back the money. 
So Shiv Imev Lairah happens to be the mother died without protesting. But he wants to protest now because he said, I said that my mom could protest. I'm now in her place. So I want to protest. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to honor the sale. So So Rami Barchama thought, yeah, that's legitimate that he, he could uh, he could protest the sale. The Gemara says, "No, Armeli Rava, Nihid Achrayis Didolek Kevul Achrayis Didemi Lekavul." So Rava said, "No, no, I understand. When listen, when when the deal was that you're not going to fight the mom arguing, but when you buy it from him, you understand it's an understood thing that he's going to honor the sale. So if he wants to renege on the sale, he has to return the money." All right, we'll stop here. Gemara Chasim Taiva, and we'll pick it up uh, after. Recording stopped.